So we're going to talk about our introductions first. We're going to do introductions? We're doing introductions! Introductions will commence. She's Rachel McGuire, and I'm Kat Cloco, and this is the Panel Power Podcast. In today's episode, we are introducing ourselves to you, the wonderful listening audience. We share our backgrounds as artists, what inspires us, and where we hope this podcast will go in the future. So sit back, grab your favorite beverage, and let's create something today with the Panel Power Podcast. We're going to start with Rachel first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everyone. Um, so, Rachel, you and I met, what, two years ago now? It's 2017 now, isn't it? <laughs> I shouldn't have kept track. I didn't know it. I think it was two important. years ago, a year and a half ago. Yes, like. In, in the fall of 2015. Sounds right. That when sounds we right. were young ladies full of hope and stars in her eyes, and we were going to a Japanese language class. Which we're still in. Which we're still in. Uh, <laughs> we have not graduated yet from that. But, um, yeah, we met at Showa University mm-hmm. in Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. What was funny is when we were doing general introductions yep. at the beginning of the class, of course it's all in Japanese, but I meant... You mentioned first, I think we started with you and your husband, and you were like, I'm an illustrator, because at the time you were gainfully employed as a full-time illustrator. And we got to me, and I'm like, I draw comic books, and that's how we met each other. We're like, two illustrators in the night, and we're like, hey, we have stuff in common. So, and Zoom, what, 18 months into the future, and here we are, sitting in my house, recording this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think I think our purpose for this podcast is you teach a whole lot of students how yes. to draw comics. Yes. I teach a whole lot of people how uh, of varying ages how to draw comics, and we decided that hey, we should make a podcast where we talk about how to draw, create, market, distribute in the industry about comics yes okay yeah yeah inspiring others inspiring others to create comics because comics are fantastic i love comics oh yes they are (laughs) they're amazing (laughs) they're amazing in so many different ways so shall we get into the interview portion of our afternoon yeah yeah Yeah. okay so i'm going to start with rachel okay yeah so rachel Miss Rachel, Hello. what got you into comics? All right, so we're going to have to zoom back to being in college. So I went to Massachusetts College of Art in Design, which is the uh, only state-funded art school in the country. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it was cheap. So <laughs> I still had a lot of debt, but it would have been worse if I went anywhere else. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, my mom explicitly, when I was a senior in high school, went, don't, don't become an art major. No, just avoid it. Because she was an art major herself. But, 
Massachusetts College of Art and Design. Mass Art. Mass Art, okay. Because I know we have the Rhode Island, and they're called RISD for mm-hmm. short. So Mass Rhode Art. Rhode Island School of, of Art, Art and Design. Design. RISD. So we are back in the early aughts. Um, All right. I'm not sure if it was 2003 or four, but uh, this uh, sim major. So there's this other major called sim. It was called Students of Interrelated Media, which I st- stood away from because I was like, they dress themselves up in like green outfits and just do crazy things. It was the weirdest major ever. You do whatever you want. Like people would do robotics and some people did comics and I wanted more structure. So I was an illustration. But there, there was this um, girl I met named Shelly Paraline, who if anyone has Google Shelly Paraline and you'll be like, oh, <laughs> so Shelly Paraline's great. Um, some people might know her as the girl that got the Eisner for working on Adventure Time. <laughs> the girl who started Mice in Boston, which is Mice Expo. I did Expo. not know she has an Eisner. Yeah, she does. Her and Brayden got it. Oh! Yeah! That is fantastic. I know. And, and for those who do not know what an Eisner is, it's one of the top awards for, given comics. for comic book and, illust- and sequential illustration given in the world, I think. It's an international, it's not just an American thing, it's an international artist. Wow. Shelly would be so embarrassed. I'm always like introducing her at like workshops where I'm like, and Shelly, come down here because they all should know you got an Eisner. Uh, when we're doing workshops. And, and Shelly will be like, kids no! <laughs> and then the little kids look at you with glossy eyes going, what's an eyes? And then I get to explain, and they're like, whoa! And then I'm like, guess who else has an eyes? And I'll like point out everyone else at mice. And, but that's for another story. So we are, I had probably just met Shelly. I met Shelly on a trip to Ottawa when we did the um, International uh, Film Festival up there. So... Shelly got a grant and started a program because Shelly organizes stuff and she created Mass Art in Print and she's like, hey Rachel, join my comics club, you'll get printed in a book. And I thought, so if I make a comic out of like the project I'm making in my narrative illustration class, you will print it. And she's like, yep. And sure enough, she printed it and we were able to make a book. And things, my life has gone in and out of comics since then. I've had a lot of art jobs. Yeah. Um, I have an animation illustration degree, and since college, uh, comics have been a thread. Yeah. Because a lot of things, like, they have overlap. Like, if you work in animation or if you work in publishing. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's really neat, though. And I learned a new thing about Shelly. Yeah, the next time I see Shelly, or I'll randomly message her on Facebook. And say, hey, by the way, I heard you have an Eisner. This little bird named Rachel told me. Oh, no, no, she'll be so embarrassed. <laughs> and if she ever finds this podcast, which she might, <laughs> she'll be like, Rachel. <laughs> How could you do this to me? How could you promote this award that I've won? That's a prestigious award. Um, I'm so proud of them. They did such good work on that. Yes, they, they're fantastic. I got to help flat on it. Oh, nice. I can talk about what flatting is. What is flatting? Uh, so, listeners. flatting is colors. When you drop down the flat color. So, you're in Photoshop and you just like use the lasso tool and like, or um, you just drop in flood fill flat colors um, so that it's almost like. Color it's just a single color. color. There's no highlighting, there's no lighter colors or lower colors. Just it's drop just. In the first flats. Yeah. It's like you, you, you create a red, a red square and you just fill it with one color red and. Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of helped out before yeah. I got to work on some of their pages, just to, so they could stay on deadline. Yeah. Because deadlines are important. So what inspires you? What inspires me? 
I ask my students this all the time, and so I have a, I have a like set thing I say. I say Spirited Away in Calvin and Hobbes. Well, those are two good two good uh, inspiration origins. Yeah, mostly um, when people are like, "Well, what kind of comics do you like?" and it's like, "Oh, it's all about characters and story." Yeah, and where they interact and become one on the page. <laughs> So why Spirited Away and Calvin and Hobbes? Why not? So why all right, well, first <laughs> Miyazaki, Hayao, and Bill Watterson? All right, I remember the first time I saw Spirited Away, my, my roommate Chiharu um, had it in Japanese, and I only understood one line. It was like, Mizuda, and Mizuda means, it's water. Gosh. <laughs> this memory. Mizuda. Uh, it's magical and beautiful, and also has a strong female character that goes mm -hmm. on this journey, and it's not about her, like, it's all about her and her relationship with her parents and her and her relationship with herself and and um it's it's a lot about growth mm -hmm. and i think that's a really powerful story and sometimes we don't have those stories here in america yeah studio ghibli does a good job of having female protagonists yeah that, and softer stories that feel more true to life because even if it's a magical setting full of spirits it's it's really quiet. And sometimes one thing about comics is you're able to tell powerful stories uh, without saying too much. And you can kind of show a situation and it's very, it can be very isolating or it can be very quiet and it actually can be very powerful. And yeah. it's really nice when um, comics can be powerful without being really action-based because a lot of comics we have here, um, there's a lot of action and it's not so much about that kind of quiet storytelling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes is like, I didn't realize how much like psychology was in that. Like as you get older, you're like, wow, that's actually talking about a lot of adult things. And there's different levels. You can enjoy it as a kid for being funny. And then mm -hmm. as you get older, you're like, wow, this is really um, saying a lot. So what are you working on now? Oh, what am I working on now? Um, I just finished Galactic Hot Dogs book three. Woohoo! Um, which we printed. I uh, worked with the team and Simon and & Schuster and got that done. I was lead on that, and this. Oh, working on my art degree to get my uh, teaching license because I really want a stable job, and I really like teaching. Yeah, that so you're basically gone back to graduate school. Yes, to going get back your to teaching license. Yeah, so uh, finished the book and a lot of workshops. This summer's full of full of workshops, and I'm hoping I'll be able to get some time to work on my own project. But we'll see. Things. Yeah. Uh, I hope you work on your own project. It's been a while. Yeah, I always have a ton of ideas. So, what do you like about comics the most? What do I like? Oh, I kind of interrupted you. I started, like, talking over your question. Do you want to ask it again? What do you like about comics? What do I like about comics? I like characters, and I like story, and I like fonts, and I like pictures. What drew you to them, though? Like, Is that a pun? Because you're using the word drew. It wasn't on purpose, oh. but thank you for pointing it out. <laughs> I know the readers of my comic just went, ha, 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 cat made a pun, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Oh, okay. Just answer Shelly. Sure, you can answer Eisner Award-winning Shelly. Uh, comics Brandon. are awesome. I love to read, and um, you can read comics a lot faster, and sometimes when you don't have a lot of time, it's really, if you're reading a book book, like, that's a, that's a 600-page, you're gonna, that's a, even if you read fast, that's like nine hours. Um, but a comic book, you know, you can two hours, you can get through your newest copy of, of Saga or your newest uh, copy of whatever just came out. 
I can't imagine speed reading saga. Seriously? No. I'm like 10 minutes done. And then I go back to Lena at the library for the next... I'm... I feel bad because there's a lot of times like different levels of enjoyment where like... I'm like, really? Should I translate the Esperanto in there? Yeah, sure. Then I'm like, oh, come on. I get the gist of it. On to the next... I'm kind of... You should see me at... I'm really bad. You should see me at um, museums. Yeah. Like... Um, all my people are like, let's read everything. And I'm like, no, how about we get through four museums and then go get a curry? So you should see this in London. I saw like every portrait and then we found Wagamama, which was the only affordable food there. I'm laughing because I'm just thinking we have two very different approaches to going through a museum. Like we may get through half of a museum in a day. Because I'm the one that sits there and reads everything and contemplates the painting and what they were trying to express. And I can just imagine you in my head. I'm drawing a comic right now in my head of you going, Come on! Let's go! I want a curry! (laughs) (laughs) I'm really bad. Um, But no, it's actually kind of nice. Both of us have very different approaches to pretty much everything in some ways. Yeah. But we have the same interests. They do overlap. An odd couple of comics here. Okay, so we've gone with your background and your history, and you've done... You went to art school, you Mm -hmm. worked as an animator, Mm -hmm. you worked as an illustrator, Mm -hmm. and currently Rachel is going to graduate school um, to get her teaching degree to continue being an art teacher. Yeah. I've had a lot of art jobs. I worked in oil painting conservation as an assistant. I worked in framing. I've worked at an art camp. I've worked in teaching. Yeah, so you have your hand in just about all aspects of 2D yeah. art. Well, I generally, I have a degree in art. Like, yeah. What do you do with that? Um, you kind of go around and you find You, you find anything. art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rachel is the epitome of all things art. Uh, no. Um, it's hard, because a lot of people, when they think, oh, you're very artsy, they expect me to, like, really... <sighs> I'm too, like... It's really important. I'm, I'm so happy people have your passions, but you need to pay your bills. So, yes. like, yes, I am very arty, and I've had a very traditional path, but a lot of people meet me, and they're like, do you paint on the weekends? And I'm like, no, I go for walks. Yeah, uh, just a little indie note, not indie note, but insider note here. Most artists that do it for work, is this is what we do all the time, don't usually have time to sit and paint flowers on a, <laughs> on a hill in the middle of a Sunday afternoon. Most of us are actually working. As for me, with my background in education, I am actually grew up in northern Indiana and went to Indiana University, Bloomington. And I do not have an art degree. I actually am not formally trained in art whatsoever. So this makes me a complete opposite to Rachel here, who's staring at me like, how did you get here? Oh, I know how you got here. <laughs> yeah, she knows how Same, I got here. Same, like, conventions? <laughs> conventions, yes. So I got into the art scene via the convention route, which I know a lot of our listeners probably have as well. I am not formally trained in art, other than my mother was an art major herself, and when I was a tiny tot, she taught me how to draw. And she taught me perspective and all of the key components of 2D illustration that you need. And I did do a few art camps when I was in like middle school and high school. And that was about it. Everything else, I'm self-taught. Which the internet has been fantastic with aiding. Um, 
I actually have two majors, one in cultural anthropology and the second in Japanese linguistics and culture studies, which is why I used to live in Japan and actually frequently go back. I have over now 17 years of Japanese linguistics experience. So my linguistics experience has now hit high school. <laughs> it's almost ready to graduate out of high school now. <laughs> Your high school level kanji? Are you up there? <laughs> oh man, I wish I was. I took a few years off and I, all those kanji just decided to take a vacation for my brain. They're like, see ya, we're going to Okinawa. <laughs> come and visit me there. We may come back when you need us. Once in a while, I've been, that's why I go back to Showa, is so that I could uh, continue and kind of wake up all those parts of my brain that yeah. kind of went dormant for a while. Um, yeah, you lose it so fast. Yeah, so if you wonder why there's so much Japanese linguistics being brought up, it's because that is literally what I was trained to do. I'm actually a trained international translator for uh, political things such as the UN or open, open source translating for the US government. I did not do that. Instead, I got married and became a full-time illustrator. <laughs> Because the recession hit and all of the jobs that I could have potentially had just dried up. So I'm actually learning Korean as a third language now. That's one of my hobbies besides photography. Alright, so, alright, Kat, we found out where you're from. What got you into comics? <laughs> Um, I'm she going, chuckles. yeah, I am going to, well, you have Shelly. I have Shelly. I have Yoshiko. <gasps> you have Yoshiko. Yoshiko. So back in middle school, Yoshiko and her family moved to uh, Northern Indiana, home of Notre Dame University, which is where I grew up around. And she became a really good friend of mine. And I struggled a lot in school. And it turns out I struggled a lot because I have dyslexia. So reading long prose books is very difficult for me, which is hilarious because I later became an author <laughs> before doing comics full time. But um, she introduced me to graphic novels, aka manga. So before then, I had read just your average American Sunday comic strips. So you have Calvin and Hobbes, Far Side, Peanuts, and all that. And uh, then she showed me the first comic I ever read was actually Sailor Moon as an actual graphic novel. And it was in Japanese. So obviously I had no idea what was going on, but I could tell from the pictures what was going on because um, Naoko Takahashi, which is the illustrator and creator of Sailor Moon, does a pretty good job of showing and not telling too much uh, with her narration. So I could figure out what was going on. And then later I met some friends in high school that really loved Neon Genesis Evangelion and the first English manga that I wrote, being manga that had been translated into English, was the graphic first graphic novel volume of that. And was really interested in it. And um, Before we get too far from yeah. Sailor Moon, because this was my show that was back your show. in middle school. It was my show as well. I wrote fan comics on it. My friend Karen did, and I would just read them. Um, so, what was your scout? My scout? I like Sailor Mars. She was the best. She, yeah, she was the best. She, was, she had um, 
she's a martial arts and had one of those temples. Yeah, um, I liked her because she and I share a very similar personality. <laughs> oh, I think because her name was Ray and my name is Rachel, and so. Oh no, I long brown hair and her name's Ray. I liked her personality. I like her in the comics a little bit more. She's a little bit more take charge yeah. of the group. She was strong. In, in the anime, she's like, she's in the anime, I think she comes off, especially in the English dub, as a little bit too, hmm, I'm trying to figure out a better word. Bossy? Bossy, but not bossy. It, it's... A little a, too angry and assertive? Yeah, maybe that. It comes off a little bit too assertive. Like, she has a vendetta against poor, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor Serena. Um, Who's the main protagonist? Miss, She's yeah. the, the blonde one with the buns. Yeah. Into ponytails. Uh, so... It, we're using the English names here, uh, obviously. But, Not Usagi. Yeah, Usagi. Bunny. Yeah. And then around that time in the early aughts is when the anime convention scene was really starting to grow as separate from your normal American comic book scenes. So, uh, and especially in the Midwest, we really, hi Wheatley, uh, we really don't have a lot to do on the weekends. Other than maybe eat food and uh, go on a hay ride or horseback riding. So um, in northern Indiana, being able to travel and go to these conventions was really fun. No, Wheatley, you cannot jump on her lap. For our listeners, I have two dogs. Both of them are about 50 pounds, and they're huge cuddle bugs. And they so want to be part of this podcast. Yeah, they so want to be part of this podcast. And and, uh, they really absolutely can't because... They're trying to st- they're trying to hop onto our laps and we're sitting on high stools, uh, drafting table stools. So yeah, thanks Wheeling. So that's that's really what got me into drawing in, into comics, I think. All right. So what inspires you now? Oh, a lot of things. A lot of different artists from a lot of different places. Um, so going on. I'll have to say Bill Watterson and Miyazaki again. And then there's other artists that I find, like, one of my favorite artists that I met, not met, I've never met her, I'd love to meet her, is Tessa Stone. I Um, ran into her artwork for the first time over a decade ago when she was doing a comic called Nova Next Exit. Now, when you speak to a lot of her fans now, she does um, Not Drunk Enough currently, and she's done Buzz and a few other different series, and Mm -hmm. she also has a Patreon that I... I'm a patron of. But when I speak to a lot of her fans... Oh, Hannah is not a boy's name is what she's most known for. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I love it. I wish she could finish it, but I know that she can't, and I'm cool with it. But um, fantastic artist. And uh, I got into a lot of sequential art and Western sequential art because of reading her stuff. But when I meet other people who also are a fan of her, and I'm like, hey, I got into it when she was doing Nova Nick's Exit, and they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, I'm really old here. And she, the reason why I got to know her was because she did a guest comic for a RPG comic called RPG World. And it's an old web comic from Sierra 2003, and she did a guest strip for him, for the guy Wait, who, who did who RPG World. Anyway, um, so inspirations, Tessa Stone, Miyazaki, and uh, Rumiko Takahashi as well, who oh. does Inuyasha. I was going to say, Inuyasha! Yeah. That's another one. Oh. Inuyasha another... was my big heartthrob when I was in middle school. Another strong female creator. Yes. Um, it's always really kind of cool. Uh, I remember reading her stuff being like, wow, this is so good. 
Mm-hmm. She's really, yeah, she's really good. So, so Kat, what are you working on now? Oh, well, what am I not working on now? My goodness. So, I have a current ongoing weekly graph graphic novel that goes online webtoon, and it's called Jinxed, and it updates every Friday, and it is basically a high fantasy series about a white mage who gets possessed by an ancient queen of demons. So by day she's this white mage, and at night she's this ancient queen of demons trying to take over the world again. And it's a fun... Um, if you really love JRPGs, you'll probably really like this series as well. JRPGs? Jujur? Japanese. Oh, Japanese. Okay. RPGs. Um, so like Final Fantasy, um, the Tales of series, Dragon, uh, Dragon Quest, all that stuff. Uh, ah, so like, uh, uh, oh man, I just forgot, is Toriyama, who does Dragon Ball. Oh, Akira. Akira Toriyama. Yeah. And Ichiro Oda, who does One Piece. Oh, I see what you're One Piece from. is you're my... Because um, Akira Toriyama did lots of character designs for... for Dragon Quest. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know Kat's work, yeah. you can kind of see this love yeah. um, and of Japanese stuff, and also yeah. your degree kind of... Oh my goodness, I have so much connection to Japan, Japanese culture, it's integral to my being. So, Kat, what do you like about comics? Oh, I didn't finish Oh, but we're going to jump back to. Yeah, we'll, we'll jump back to that. So what else am I working on? What else? else so I have... Jinxed um, isn't... I'm in the middle of actually making it into a large omnibus for the first book. Okay. So I'm coloring all the pages. You're doing flats? And doing the flats. So I'm a big fan of line work. So I color everything in flats, and then I use fantastic, fantastic old-school... Uh, spot blacking and line work and Kirby crackle and all that. So so it has that little bit of a heavier look to it, but I that's what I particularly like. Um, and then I also have a post-apocalyptic monster comic called Spiritus Maximus. A lot of people would have read Miss Gray back in 2006, which was my first comic. Was that it? went from 2006 to 2014 on and off. It's illustrated horribly, but it was my first thing. So I just finished doing something called King of the Mountain, which is Yamano Kingu. Yeah, Yamano Kingu. There's some good katakata words. Yeah, um, it, it was my submission to the 11th Annual Manga Award that is uh, hosted by the Japanese Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Only foreigners who create manga or comics can submit. And, uh, yeah, I, I finished that project. So if you have any questions, email Kat after this podcast. Yeah, so um, about manga, the Japanese comic book industry, yeah, sure. Um, and then also, what else am I working on? Um, and then I have a new series that should come out probably next year, and it's called it's Witches and Sorcerers. Probably throughout this entire podcast, I will be talking about the various different steps of creating witches and sorcerers through, whenever anyone has questions about like how do you do the scripts or how do you do the layouts and, process. and all that process so that's what I'll be working on in addition to Jinxed so, and cool. you can read a lot of my stuff on my website and line web t- so what was oh. the next question? you ready? alright here you go what do you like about comics? I like that you can be a dyslexic child and still read comics. That's probably the number one thing that drew me to them. Mm. Um, 
And I also, just as a person who really loves line art, I would sit there and study, if you can imagine this, Bill Watterson's pages of Galvin and Hobbes. And I would sit there for an hour His or trace. so. Yeah. His trees. Yeah. <laughs> just the way he draws everything. The ones that I love were his aliens. Oh, I never, whenever I never he did fantasy characters. I liked the snowmen and the trees. The snowmen were, oh yeah, I would sit there and study the snowmen. And the facial expressions, the poses, how everything was leaning at certain angles, what was the positive space, what was the negative space, all that technical stuff. That's what I would sit and study as a elementary school student. And uh, so, but like I said, with dementia, not dementia, dyslexia, I hope I, I don't have dementia. Years from now. Oh, oh no. Um, but... It just makes it an easier way. It's a, it's a perfect mix. When you do it right, it's a perfect mix of words and pictures. Yes. And anybody can read it. Anyone can pick it up and understand what the story is. Well, um, one thing you said earlier about being self-taught, even though I went to art school, a lot of stuff about art you have to teach yourself because so much of it becomes your own personal style. Yeah. Especially in illustration where they're like, well, what... What what kind of meat? Like, are you gonna be a charcoal artist or a pastel artist? You need to use the computer, and how are you gonna have a more realistic style or a cartoony style? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so much of it was taking the initiative and doing it yourself. All right, no, not all. So for future plans for the show, yes, I know I want to do online drawing tutorials. Like, yes. come draw with us on YouTube type of thing. <gasps> Can I do my double uh, rainbow penguin tutorial that everyone always gets? Sure. Always. Good. Sure. Everyone gets the double rainbow. I brought, yeah. We also plan on doing more podcasts. This will come out weekly. The, the soap opera that was trying to determine what the name of this podcast was, Our was side. epic. Every single Everything time, really? we, we came we up with it. 200 different names. And about 25 of them were stellar. Yeah, they were absolutely stellar. And we would go look up and see if we could use it, and somebody had already used it. It already existed. And we're like, oh man. Isn't it so cool we have panel power. Like us. We have panel power podcast because it was. No one has it. I think the closest is a solar power panel company. Our next episode will be spinning failure. Spinning failure into little, uh, what did I say thinking? Sweaters of success. Sweaters of success. Do we need to have alliteration on everything? No, we don't. But our, our next episode, episode two, will be about, we'll be discussing failure, what to do when it happens, and what to do to overcome it. Oh, yeah. And one of it is, one of the things we've done, apparently, is frame our rejection. This is Kat, and for Rachel, thank you for listening to the Panel Power Podcast. Our theme song is Superheroes by Brownstone Megaphone. That song, plus our insert music, is used through the Creative Commons license. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.